Welcome to another episode of Jigaset Radio. JSR is in the building. We are here at the podcast studio with another, <laughs> another, uh, actually this is a very special edition of the podcast today because we are interviewing the EP executive producer of JSR. And so I would love to welcome to the screen for the visual people and uh, microphone for the audio people. Um, <laughs> we're going to bring uh, RJ onto the stage. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on out there, Love Bugs? How y'all feeling? That's the Love Bugs for me. Yes. Welcome to the stage. Uh, welcome to the stage. I don't know why I say that. It's probably because I do that yeah, thing hosting. with NTS Network. Yeah. You know, welcome to the stage. It's the hosting in you. It's the hosting in me. <clears throat> but you are here. You are here to talk about yourself because we're going to have a conversation. Oh, Lord. Yes, we're going to have a conversation. It's going to be some nuggets that you hopefully be able to, j- to drop to the people that are listening and or watching here uh, from the sure. website or the podcast platforms or whatever you're streaming. You are able to do that with JSR because we, we're going to be everywhere. everywhere. Um, so let's just open everything up. Um, and let's get right on into it because right into it. Go ahead. there's a lot of things that we want to uh, kind of flush out from sure. these the stance of RJ as the various things that the pro- projects you have, mm-hmm. um, hands in the pots, different pots that you have, and how important multiple family. streams of income. Yes, this was Oprah said. Oprah said it was seven, 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 seven. I'm trying to get 17. Number of completion. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> whether it's the projects you're working on, family, all that, I know that's important to you. So, we're going to dive right into this. But okay, go ahead. Starting off, who is RJ? Standard who question. Who is RJ? So, let me break that down because a lot of people ask me, what does RJ stand for? So, RJ, um, which... If you go by sound, it's just the letter R and J, but I actually spell out J, R-J-A-Y. Right. Um, but it stands for Ricky Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm a junior. Um, didn't like it growing up. My name, as far as being named after my father, and I have various reasons for that. Um, so I was like, you know, let me create this identity. And, you know, I'm going to always be Ricky at core. And I'm going to always be junior because I'm tied to him. Um his blood. I'm him. So let me just go ahead and just shorten it. Ricky Jr. Um, that's where I am as far as that is concerned, as far as name purposes. But who RJ is, first and foremost, I'm, I'm a father. Um, I am a son. I am a friend. I am a brother. I am a motivator. I am... Um, a lover of happiness. Mm. Um, I am a writer. I'm a director. I'm a producer. I'm a model. I'm an actor. Um, you I'm said a, actor already. Huh? I think you said actor already. I mean, because you know, at the core of it all, it goes back <laughs> into it. It goes back into it because acting is my first love. So that's who I am. Okay. So uh, I don't know which one to dive into first. So let's 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 start off with the core values. Mm-hmm. What, who RJ is, um, because you know you are a family oriented person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's even people that are with children that they brought into this this world. That doesn't mean that they're 
focal point is family. Right. Um, there's different levels to that. So right. uh, I, I've seen you um, put family like as your focal point. You're, mm -hmm. you're, do you want to talk about your family? Who's all? Who's part of your uh, your love bug group of family members, <laughs> as you would like to say? So at the hem of it all, um, my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother. Shout out to mom. Over yes, there. I love you, Tina girl. Hey, girl. Hey, Pup. Love you, girl. Um, then there is my children. Um, and then the one grandparent that I do have left, um, my grandmother um, on my dad's side, my paternal grandmother. Um, and then my siblings, um, my friend group, um, the people that pour into me, definitely. Um and there's like mm, probably about five people as far as my friend groups <laughs> out of all of my friend groups that pour into me definitely know they can call on me and I can call on them and to give me what I need. So that would definitely be the love bugs, uh, the core members of the love bug group. It's the RJ Hive. Mm. <laughs> The love, bugs. the love bugs. The love bugs. The love okay. bugs. Okay. So I feel like there's a, the emblem, a little tattoo that's gonna be created. Uh, a tattoo, maybe not, because I don't like pain. So, mm. yeah, you you don't like needles, pain. Mm -mm. Yeah, got that. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's start. So we talked about family, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, your mom being the the cheerleader of love bugs, right? Here, cheerleader. Sicily, 1918. Um, just picture it. Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking Pom poms die. and everything. So, um, so you you have a son. I do. And let's talk about him because he he kind of like not kind of he follows after you. He does. It is so crazy, and I think any parent that is in the entertainment industry definitely wants to shoo their children, their offsprings, away from the entertainment industry because we know what the fuck the entertainment industry consists Absolutely. of. Absolutely. All the scrutiny that comes with being in the limelight. But for whatever reason, this little joker... Um, had the opportunity to, at a very early age, go on to one of the projects that I was working on and ended up being cast in the project. How the fuck that happened? <laughs> just because he was him. Right. Just because his little personality, and he couldn't even talk good. He just still had personality. Mm -hmm. um, and ended up being cast in the project. And I was like, I looked at his mama, and his mama looked at me, and I was like, well, girl, it's a check. Well, I'm going to get it. Pay for that college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and he has subsequently gone on to um, where he is right now, being nine years old, and has sold his first project to a major network. That's a big deal. Um, and I have to um, congratulate him on that. And I, it's one of those things where you, where you know that your children and children, period, are sponges. Right. Um, but you never know the impact that you're actually making and how much they are actually looking at you. Right. Um, and soaking in some of the things. And I remember specifically a conversation that I had with him and he was like, well, 
I'm going to have your assistant make time for me to come in and speak with you and, and this and this and that. And I'm like, wait, wait, he's really came into that meeting that he set up with my assistant and he had on his little suit, he had on his little his little handwritten notes. And literally he was like, well, what I've seen you do this. So this is what I'm going to do. Um, I want to come correct because otherwise you're not going to look at take me, me serious um, and take me serious. Exactly. So. So um, that's, that's a good uh, transition right there because um, identifying self-confidence. Yes. Um, how important is it in this industry of entertainment to learn what your level of confidence is or train yourself Ooh. to have this level of confidence before you put yourself essentially in a line of fire? Because, you know, once you put your work out there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. So good or bad criticism, like you're, you're going to get it. And so that's loaded, Jeremy. Um, so, so how important is it to have that exosuit? It's 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 extremely important um, because confidence is what's going to be your shield. Mm-hmm. Because this industry will fucking tear you apart, um, and then be standing over there looking at you like a fucking vulture, like oh, bitch, you didn't survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, next, right. next victim, right? Um, so confidence has to be that shield. It has to be that armor that you have to put on and you got to take the hill off too. You definitely have to take it off. Mm. Um, Why is it important to take it off? Because you need time because that armor is heavy. Mm. Right? You have to give your body time to recover from the weight, the extra weight that you're not normally used to, that your bone, your structure is not used to carrying. You got to take that off. Right. Get them, get them bones time to rest. Right. So that when it's time for you to put that fucking armor back on, you can put it on. With confidence. With confidence and wear it and be able to shoot the bullets off as they come. And you can walk in your greatness mm-hmm. because you have had time to rest. You have your shield and you can move with grace, poise and understanding nice. as you go. So, um, Having the armor is important, y'all, because sure. we, we got to walk in just like, you know, having an armor of God. God. <laughs> um, before I ask my next question, shout out to Inebriation Station. Because I was over there looking down to You know, because we, have, we got the little banner in the background. We did not. Pause for the cause. Let's take a shot. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to keep rolling, but I'm going right, to ask you a question. Yeah, you I'm go ahead. As you go ahead. So, um... We talked about uh, wearing the armor in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, where was there a time where you had to wear this armor a little longer than you expected, and then you felt the effects of this armor being oh, on too long? Oh, I came ready to say. Oh, oh, I see you. <laughs> she did her homework today. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so. You you like to use the Superman reference, right? Um, for sure, definitely. Um, so I'm going to answer it this way. I'm going to answer it with a question. Okay. So what and when do you see a superhero put on their cape? When someone needs help. There's your answer. So down to the business. 
um, of running um, the the empire um, that I am running. I have to wear that cape often because there's multiple projects happening. Right. Right. Um, there's also in my personal life. Um, multiple projects, i.e., situations, drama, and all the shits and things that come with being a part of a family, right? Um, and and all of that, um, that I have to 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 wear. So it's like it's the same armor, um, and the same cape. However, if I am over here doing a sixteen-hour day. Um, on the professional side and then at the same time while um, doing this professional shit who I am Ricky is still having to be Ricky and RJ I'm still having to wear the arm right. and so being human Bitch, I get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use this reference with you and um, someone we had on the show um, not too long ago. But you cut me, I believe. And then I need time to rest. Um, and oftentimes what, what, what happens with me is I throw myself into work when my personal is getting um, too much for me to deal with. Um, and then oftentimes when work getting too much, well, I shut it off and I go ahead and throw myself into um, my personal life, via it be um, me being a father, me being a son, me being a brother, me being a friend. I'm a, you know what? I'm finna take, I'm finna take a whole six months off and I deal with work. I'm finna go on over here and deal with family, and then I'll be tired of them hoes too, and then I just go over here and back. Ooh, I told y'all the six months. Now I'm, I'm ready to come back now. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I hope yeah. No, no. no it answers the question. Definitely answers the question. Uh, now that we have the shot here that's available from any station, station, salute to you. Oh. Cheers to you guys on the visuals and on the audio. If you guys are doing a little sippy sip, sip sip, you know, drink responsibly. Always. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just drink responsibly. Ooh, that's cute. Go sense off my little baby hair on my chest. <laughs> oh, gosh. Came back. We're here. We're not dead. So, um, let's, uh, light, uh, let's, well, let's spend a light conversation. Let's keep it light right now. Um, so, I am not missing up my mascara today, okay? Okay, that's fine. You didn't put any on. So, <laughs> if y'all didn't know, I'm very witty and comedic. Well, you know what? But this I'm not is a why I can't stand. I cannot stand him. That's fine. No, it's you can fine. sit down. So, anyway, bitch, I am sitting. <laughs> you said you couldn't stand me. Just sit down. Have a seat. Several of them. There are a few available. I don't like the way I'm being treated. <laughs> so, um, we talked about, of course, your, your connection to family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about um, Shield, how important it is to stand mm-hmm. with confidence in, in the industry where you know you can be eviscerated if you're not properly equipped. And and um, more for the reference. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's talk about what it takes to maintain your, I don't want to say status, to grow and maintain, maintain and grow. Um, being an actor slash actress in the realm of um, entertainment, what what do you feel are there, you know how a 
course has a curriculum <laughs> of what the, the minimal requirements or even a job description. Mm -hmm. There's minimal requirements that you need to have. For sure. Qualifications you need to have. What do you feel as an actor? And, you know, there's different blends, breeds of them, mm -hmm. but minimal qualifications of what is required to sustain and grow in the industry. Oh, in the industry is for um, because I wear multiple hats in the industry. So, are you asking as let's, an actor? Uh, or are you asking as a director? Are you asking as a writer? Are you asking hmm. as a producer? That's, that's, I can see how that could be a problem, right? Because it's because it's I can answer it differently for okay, each well, one. Okay, let's of go those. with all of them. Okay, so I'm gonna start near and dear to my heart, acting. Okay. Right. Um, acting, you have to um, be okay with rejection. Oh, I'm scared. Let me say that again. Ooh, shout out to inebriation station. <laughs> These bitches got me. <laughs> you have to be okay with rejection. I feel like that's across the board. Uh, you know, no, for sure. But most importantly. Mm -hmm. As an actor, actor, you have to be okay with it. And here's why. As a director, okay, they they don't want to give me the money. Cool. I'ma finance it myself. As a producer, I I'm looking for things to finance. They don't want to let me finance their project. Okay, bitch, I'm gonna go over here and finance my own. So as far as an actor is concerned, you have to be okay because at the end of the day, if you are an actor, actor, not writer, actor, not writer, actor, director, not actor, producer, mm -hmm. you have to wait on the word. Right. So you got to be okay with rejection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rejection does not mean no. It just means not right now. Not right now. And you have to be okay with that because what's for you is for you. And the doors that are closed, there's a window that just opened up. Yeah. You just have to walk around and find out what window's open. Mm -hmm. So if you got to walk around and look like a, a cat burglar, <laughs> figure, does this, does this window let up? Right. Does this window let up? Okay. I am not condoning being a thief. I'm just <laughs> using it as a reference. Disclaimer. One of the questions I wanted to ask is uh, being in, being part of the entertainment industry as an actor, <laughs> Um, what do you feel are the minimal requirements, basic qualifications? You know, you have a, a job and there are basic requirements in order for you to fit into this role. Mm -hmm. What do you feel as an actor, working with actors and actresses over the years, you pretty sure you've compiled a list of things that you feel is basic requirements. What do you feel those are for those that are trying to break into the industry? The basic requirements is... Having the want to be able to dove into um, a different world. Um, because being an actor, you have to dove into whatever the writer, the architect, whatever the architect has put on the paper. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to understand where they are going as is relative to the, the character, right? But also where they're going as is relative to the story. Right. Because how your story interacts with the other um, characters impacts 
the end game. Right. Right. So it's like being able to do that. Understand that you are. Um, yes, you are driving the car. Um, but at the same time, with driving the car, let me see if I can put it this way. With driving the car, you understand that there is still someone that is sitting in the room that is saying, all right, it's 15 seconds on red, it's 15 seconds on green, it's 30 seconds on yellow. There's somebody just doing that, right? But at the same time, you got to look at, now you got the crossing gorgeous walking the kids back. And they don't necessarily go, and they're not communicating with the person that's pushing the button. It says 15 seconds on red, 15 seconds on yellow, 15 seconds on green. Right. But you got to understand, but it all works in tangent. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that I'm here. I got to do this, and I got to relate this story. I got to tell this story. I got to do it this way so that at the end of the day, I make it home safely. I make it from point A to point B, down to point C, safely. So, um, great explanation on that. Um, so, you also said that you're, you are a director. I am. Are the qualifications the same, or do they differ a bit? Because that's, so a, that's, a, bit, that's a larger role. It is. Um, so, so, unless you are... Um, a Steven Spielberg or a Tyler Perry or a Tasha Smith or um, Regina King or um, trying to go across the spectrum and name a different um, in, a, in, in a different level of directing um, and a different classification. Shonda Rhimes. She's not a director, though. She's not. She's not. Just she's the writer. Not, she's just a writer, mm. a creator, mm. the oracle. <laughs> okay, mm, the oracle. Shout out to Sandra. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Shout out to Sandra. I'll see you in two weeks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, shout out to 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 all of them because they are geniuses and they all right um, because they have their own lanes. But being a director, it's a different. Because you are the visionary, right? The writer is the architect. Right. But you, as a director, have to be able to manage a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. on the forefront. You have to be able to manage the shit with the writer if you're not the writer and the director, right? Right. You got to be able to manage that. And you got to be able to manage the, the actors. You got to be able to manage the crew, the DP specifically, and then the costume design. And then you got to sit down into with the, the, the executive team down to the studios, and you got to manage a whole nother level of people because they're going to say, you know what, they don't work for us, we're going to reshoot it. Right. Well, am I reshooting it with my budget or yours? Right. Because you're telling me to reshoot it because it's going to take from shit I was planning on doing. So at the same time, and no, it's, that's a different. That is the, um, because they are the visionary. They are the people that, if it is a success, they get all the praise. Right. If it is a failure, they get they get that shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors, they're there. 
They, they look pretty. They mm-hmm. there. They deliver the job. Mm-hmm. They do the job. Mm-hmm. And I use my air quotes um, as it's relative to that because at the end of the day, it all rides on the director, even when it comes to battling with the producers. Mm. It line it because if the director put their foot down, ooh, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I'm gonna say it. If they put their foot down and they be like, no, this is what I want. You don't give it to me or not. This is not what I want to do as a relative to making this film. But this is what you're gonna give me money for for your film. So it's not really mine. Okay, cool. That's great. This is what it's gonna be. So if it's failed, it's on you. Right. And you got to be able to be okay with saying that. Mm-hmm. If not, it could be a death sentence. Or it definitely can be a resurrection. So uh, I'm glad you really said that. Uh, really said that. I'm glad you said that because uh, I know a few actors and you can... Refresh my memory. I'm probably going to screw this up. So um, I recently saw a, uh, a video on the guy, the actor that played in The Mummy. Uh, uh, the main. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we saw how his career took a scarlet tumble, if you will. <laughs> um, and, you know, how The Rock was introduced through him mm-hmm. and, you know, how his tra- career went a different tra- trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um in those type of situations, not necessarily referencing him per se, mm-hmm. um, but like when a an actor uh, feels like um, they don't have the say mm-hmm. or just a people pleaser, they're going to do something that what other people want to do, not necessarily what yes they want to do. Yes to my team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they say do it, so do it. <laughs> no. So, so in those type of situations, what would you advise actors or even, uh, well, because I'm, I'm sure that producers don't really have that issue, or do they have that issue, same issue? As or, far as what? As far as, like, who has who can put their foot down and has the final say. Actors uh, probably has less... So, so there's different levels of a producer. Okay. Um, Let's so, talk about it. So there is an associate producer, mm-hmm. right? An associate producer is kind of sort of like, mm, like of a better way of putting, putting it, an intern. Okay. Um, they are a producer. Um, On resume, it looks cute. Mm, real cute. Associate producer, AP. <laughs> um, and I, this it's not any shot because I once was an associate producer and I have appreciated it. And I appreciated it then. Um, but just for the sake of helping people understand what it is, intern. Right. Glorified. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is supervising producer. Right. So that's a step up. So you're down to the sophomore level. Mm. You know, if we're putting it down to the co-gated reference. Um, and so you got a little bit more responsibility. So you got to manage whatever um, the associate producer was tasked with. If they were tasked with uh, being a talent wrangler and making sure all of the extras get from point A to point B. Um, and then they working with the PAs that are making sure that they get. So you got to do all of that. But you also got to make sure props, the props assistant got all the props for the scene that you can ready to shoot. Right. So you're supervising the different uh, departments. Right. So that's a supervising producer. So then you also have a consulting producer. Mm-hmm. So that is someone that is a special, uh, specialist in a certain area. So let's say like if we had um, a project, 
let's say a medical drop, right? Okay. So we are definitely going to want to get as close to realism as we possibly can. Right. So we're going to make sure that we have some doctors um, there's, that are able to consult. They will make them a consultant producer um, because from that perspective um, that we have no knowledge on and they have all of the knowledge, we're going to get your expertise for this. So you're going to consult on the project. Do you have, um, and there's others in between, um, do you have an executive producer? Right. That is the person that go and gets the money. Okay. And they are responsible for the budgeting. They are responsible for making sure that we are on time so it don't cost us more money. They are making sure that all of the notes and bolts are screwed tight and ready to move so that it moves like a well-oiled machine. machine. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the people who um, are in the rooms with the, the network right. um, and the studios. And they're going and they're sitting over oh, there. was a note over here. Well, let's go on over here, slide over here, see what this network right. and what this studio is going to say. Right. They are the ones that are shopping it around so that everybody else can eat mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So how important, um, that, that brings me to my next question, how important is it to really market yourself? Ooh. Because um, just as, because I, as I would tell anyone in the podcast, acting, producing, entertainment is still an entrepreneurial realm for me. It's an art. And so um, you have to be able to put yourself out there. I'm going to say it to you like this, and it's going to sound hmm, probably really surface. Mm. If you don't sell yourself, how can you expect somebody else to sell you? Right. Um, you can take that anyway. Um, you can make it demeaning. But what I am saying to you is um, if you cannot put yourself and make yourself presentable enough to have someone to believe that you have what it takes for them to put the money behind you, how can you expect from them to just wanting and willingly put the money behind you? Right. So you definitely have to sell yourself. Not sell your soul, because it's completely right. different. And not to to misconstrue what that means. But it means that you definitely have to step into being able to be a salesman for your brand. Mm -hmm. Um because all brands are being sold, mm -hmm. right? Coca-Cola, Ford, Nissan, inebriation station brands are being sold. Right. <laughs> I just looked up and saw it. So yeah, it worked. Yeah, I it worked. That it worked. Cool. Yeah, it worked. And name drop. <laughs> yes. And all the things. So it, it, you have to be able to 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 understand that you are a brand, right? So you got to sell this brand. You got to go into these pitch meetings. You got to be able to to have um, a tape deck ready. You got to be able to have your elevator pitch ready. You got to be able to be ready on the fly. Mm -hmm. Right? You never know when your opportunity is going to present Sinister. itself. Right. And when it presents itself, you got to be ready to press go. At the drop of a motherfucking dime. Mm-hmm. Ain't no other way of putting it. Okay. 
So um, marketing yourself is important, y'all. Just on every tangent, every front, entertainment and beyond, it's important. <laughs> so um, when we're talking, when we talk about uh, representing ourselves mm-hmm. and staying true to ourselves and knowing your worth, essentially, when when was it that you knew what what that was for you? Because I'm pre- just like every person that I've interviewed that was in part of the entertainment realm, they had an uh, evolution. There's fixed moments in time where they said, "I can recall this happening, and this is when something changed, something snapped for them." And what I'm pretty sure, I'm almost certain, even without even getting validation from you, that you've had multiple pivotal moments in your not only acting career, director career. You've had those moments. What as far as an actor? Mm-hmm. What moment, what was the first moment and how did that feel and how did that just go about? Okay, so um, child actor, baby actor, like for real. Um, And it wasn't until um, I booked the That's So Raven show. Hmm. (coughs) Excuse me. It wasn't until then because I had the biggest crush on Raven Simone. Really? I had the... Because she was Olivia. You know, she was Olivia. You know, she was so cute. And then literally, and then she went, and she was Nicole, and I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper. And it was like, she was... And we, she's a year older um, than I am. And it was like, Simone. So literally, it wasn't until then. And then on that set for That So Raven, and, and playing the character that I played... Um, it wasn't a big character at that particular time, but as the show grew, um, the storyline for my character grew, and I was able to pop in, pop out, and even to the spinoff to today, down to Raven's Home. So it was like, mm, okay, like literally, you had a crush on this girl. And now you're working with her. And now she and I are really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it wasn't until then, being um, I said, I was like, okay, well, all right, bitch, you got this shit. Mm-hmm. You can really do this. Um, and at that particular time, I had started to, because it was 2002, 2003. So it was right, um, I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, around that time and when I realized when the, the the light switch came on for me it was like then I started to book other things those things were related to the Disney Channel um, but it still was like okay when you have that self-realization of the greatness that you possess right. um, the world will become dormant and I, what I mean by that it will become your footstool um, and it would make way for the next step and you just have to walk in your greatness and let that be your pathway your greatness speaking of greatness um, someone recently got an award <laughs> yeah we will walk past that well, one well I know you ain't got to walk past it well okay uh, cool we can just, just do a slow-mo so <laughs> Shout out to the slow mo. <laughs> Shout out to slow mo. So it was a pro- production uh, oversight. <laughs> Definitely, because I didn't know it happened until it happened. There's no name to the happen until afterwards. <laughs> well, we made corrections and we're back in the game. So um, 
Awards. Um, yes. You recently just got one. Yes. Um, but uh, was that your? That wasn't your first. It one. was not. So do you want to walk through your starting with the the first the the notable? oldest one? Notable ones are just period. I mean, I don't that know what's notable and what's not. Uh, so we're talking about industry wise. Industry wise. Okay, so. Um, I am a four-time Emmy Award-winning writer. Okay, yes. Um, thank you. Keep going. Um, I am a Tony Award-winning uh, ensemble member. And I am an Oscar Award-winning writer as of late this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I can say as relative to that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm i just waiting down to the Grammys so I can be the youngest EGOT winner. It's okay. So for those, Jay Hood got it right now, but girl, I'm coming for you. I love you, boo. <laughs> so, shout out to her. Um, and for those that are, are not as familiar with that status, what is EGOT? So, EGOT is, it is the creme de la creme of the entertainment industry. That means you have gone across movies, theater, music, um, and television. You have gone across all of the major mediums and you have conquered and reached um, a level of greatness. And I use it in air quotes um, because you've received those awards um, that is at the mecca for those particular areas, right? Uh, those genres of the entertainment industry. You have reached that creme de la creme, mm-hmm. and to get all of those, it, it creates the word egot. Mm. So Oscar. Um, so who currently there, a mainstream that people would know, or maybe not mainstream? Will Goldberg, mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. Um, John Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking specifically um, of my brothers and sisters of color um, because those are the people that I relate to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Am I forgetting? Please forgive me, y'all. Um, because shout out to Inebriation Station. <laughs> um, I can't remember everyone. Um, but there are a few more. Um, and it's literally not that many of us of color. Um, and Jennifer Hudson is the youngest. Girl, I'm coming for you. I'm on your coattail, girl. <laughs> coming for you. Love you, Jay. Love you. So um, I know that, you know, the Oscars, when was that about? Uh, it was March 11th. March 11th. And so one of the uh, one of the uh, surprising uh, moments of the Oscars was when um, your girl, Mm. uh, Angela Bassett. Yes. A lot of us was very much surprised by the the ruling. Hell, I was fucking surprised and I was there. Exactly. (laughs) And so what was that energy like? Because, you know, we're. I wasn't there in, it was in LA, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't in LA. I, was, I just, you know, saw it all across social media, the blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were there in person. So usually when um, you you work amongst your colleagues of color or just mm-hmm. people that you just have a close relationship mm-hmm. with and are rooting for, um, what was that energy like when, you know, you, all of you guys had like this, not expectation, but I guess just like a, just like a, a feeling that you know this one's gonna be yours, girl or man, dude, it's gonna be yours, and it didn't work out. It was that heavy. Way. And does, does it go back to wearing that armor? 
You know what? Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm I'm answer it two ways. Okay. Because um, being there and everyone understood um, why Miss Bassett felt the way she felt. Um, I'm gonna answer it that way first because she's a goat. She's a it's motherfucking goat on multiple levels. Oh, for sure. Um, and the work that she has put on over the course of her career, and there have been several instances where she should have got it mm. and didn't get it. Mm. And as of late, that is still true mm-hmm. to game and to fact. Um, and the room was heavy, especially, especially amongst her community. Um, and I mean her community as in um, the black community and then the community of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, and I think, um, and I can't speak to, um, the winner, right. But I can even think, mm -hmm, I can't speak to how she felt, but I could also see on her face that really, I got it. She didn't get it. And this is just what I feel was on her face when that happened. Um, but what does that mean, though? Yeah, we um, we appreciate the accolades that come with um, honoring the work that we do. But in most spaces that we occupy, um we look for validation in places that don't necessarily need to be validated. Mm. Um, they're cute. They're real good. Um, yeah, it, 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 it is definitely going to make your bank account look better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure we, we, we can go into that later as relative to how life changes Absolutely. after that. Um, but definitely we have to be able to understand that we don't need the validation. The validation is in the work. Yes. Um, and the work speaks for itself. Um, this is just an award. Um, and I could probably get in a shitload of trouble for saying this. It's a paperweight at the end of the day. Mm, okay. Um, I'm appreciative. Mm-hmm. And of those that I have received and those that will come. Um, but at the end of the day, the validation becomes... And from the work and the work speaking, was I able to touch just one? Right. Was I able to make someone emote and relate to the performance that I gave? Um, and that's me speaking as a as an actor. Um, was my words able to feel somebody's soul? Right. And it's me speaking as a writer. Was I able to paint the picture? Um, vividly enough and crystal clear enough and it's me speaking as a director so was I able to um, um, able to curate an experience both for my actors my investors and also the the studio heads it's me speaking as a producer Mm -hmm. so we definitely have to just learn to move in those spaces and understand that the validation comes in the work and not in the accolade. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I can I can receive that. So we're still here with RJ, y'all. We, we're rocking out. We uh, I got a little bit lower. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit lower. Liner, <laughs> liner. My drink is a little lower than his over here. So. Excuse me. Oh, that's that tastes like water now. So I'm not backwash. gonna finish. It's it's giving backwards vibes. Back backwash. Backwash. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna change it up just a little bit. Um, granted, like a a lot of information, mm-hmm. and there's still a lot more I can dive into, which we can circle back into. Okay. But um, let's talk about um, your the mental element, mm. the mental aspect, because. You have to have that balance of being an actor. <laughs> so I guess essentially we're still talking about you as an actor, but you as art. Because at the core, at the core, at the core, like what does that mental look like? Because you have to juggle these various personalities. Mm-hmm. You have to find what works for you to reset, right? Like you mm-hmm. were talking about earlier, resetting, wanting to reset. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, how important is it to be able to reset um, managing and juggling the various things that you have going on in your life? Very important. Um, I listen to my body for the most part. Um, I definitely listen to my body and I know how far I can push um, and it's definitely, um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, um, but I'm, I'm just going to give you a case in point. Um, as, as of light, light, as of late, shout out to the inebriation station, <laughs> um, as of late, um, I have experienced a lot of different uh, turbulent situations in my life. Um, and I can dove into those situations as they come to me. Um, but there is a point in time when I need to reset. Um, it's it's like, okay, well, my body, like I can have, um, I can, I can have a trip the next day from coming and doing the podcast for me to go to LA, New York, Miami, wherever I'm going. Um, out of the country, wherever, and be like, you know what? This life gonna be delayed um, because I'm really I don't have the energy. Let production go when production goes, um, and whatever needs to be cleaned up, I'll clean it up when I get there because right. my body just can't. And I I have been at your home and just like crashed, literally, literally. Oops, they hurt. Um, <laughs> Um, but literally crashed at your house, and you'll you'll send me a message. Well, I thought you had a flight. I did. I delayed it because I don't want to get out this bed right now. <laughs> I don't want to get out the bed because I literally don't have the strength, the energy. Um, I need to. Um, I'm right here plugged into the socket right now, down to the TV because I'm watching. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm recharging right now, um, and it's literally. Um, it's important to definitely recharge when you need to listen to your body, listen to, um, because at the end of the day, it's not going to lie to you. It's mm-hmm. going to tell you, bitch, look, you at zero percent, but you finna, you finna be hospitalized in a minute. So listen, you recharge real quick. Go and plug into the socket. Okay. So you can recharge. 
Otherwise, but you're going to be hospitalized. You're going to be dehydrated, exhausted, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be down to the TMZ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to be on the TMZ and on the YouTube. So we are going to transition into talking about discernment. Discernment. And what does that look like for you? Because as an actor, as a producer, as a father, Mm. um, life has taught you how to deal with such situations Mm -hmm. um, and understanding the purity Mm. and energy behind people and what their motives are. So let's talk to speak so to that. So that's loaded for me. I'm going to tell you why that's loaded because I'm an empath, right? Um, like from Charmed, you're giving Phoebe. Mm. <laughs> mm, it's the reference for me because we had a previous conversation and it takes the previous podcast. Um, so it's loaded because I am an empath. Um, and for and those who don't know what an empath is, what is, what is an empath? So an empath, at the hem of it all, just cut and dry, is a feeler. Um, they are able to feel, in ideally, for the sake of a reference point, um, let's take a blind person. Um, they can fill the room without sight, right? Because they can feel through it. They can feel the energies, the energies. Um, I'm not blind. I have sight. Um, but I, I, the way that I, in my opinion, see it for them is when they're feeling something, it gives a vibration and it, it comes to form to what we who see see what they feel right okay I, I, I hope that that makes sense and again I'm not without sight I can see so I don't I can't speak for them but that's what I feel like it would be like right um so an empath is a feeling they feel I'm oh, a little revert um so um we feel um truly what a person is going through um truly feel what energy is going to be um what energy is um and it's truly the essence of you know how like um my grandmother used to say to me now I know when you're lying Mm-hmm. If I ask you a question, I already know the answer to it. Because that was the discernment mm-hmm. in her to be able to discern whether it's the truth or a lie. Right. Um, and so, kind of sort of like with an empath, um, and, um, a, person that, uh, a person that is empathic um, is able to discern whether or not they are being lied to, whether or not um, the energy is good, <laughs> you probably can tell if an empath's energy has been drained um, because they will become recluse. Mm-hmm. 
is because it's it's so draining that they're trying to plug into the socket and recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally because it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're an empath, not only are you wearing whatever you're going through, but you can feel what somebody else is going through. Exactly. And so um, tying it back into the question that you ask about discernment, discernment is definitely something that is needed um, in this industry, uh, speaking specifically about the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. um, because the entertainment industry is very... Conniving. That's the word that I'm going to use. Um, It can be deceitful, but conniving because it's all about self. Cut and dry. Um, And so someone who is green, definitely, if they have the ability to gain knowledge by someone who is not going to take advantage of them, Mm -hmm. because we are definitely in today's time, um, down to the 20, 23, uh, are living in the movement that is about me too, that is about what? For me, I'm black. So what does that mean? You have to be able to move in these different spaces and understand and discern what is going to be okay for you to move in. Um, And oftentimes I can speak um, for a few different communities that I am in, right? I am a black man. So first and foremost, secondly, I am a black man that is a part of the alphabet community. The plus community, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so that that is a community that I can and like that I can um, walk in, and I'm also a father, right? I'm a father who is not the stereotypical down to society's um, um, visualization and classification of a father, a black father, right? Um, so that's a different community because we do exist. We're not always we're not all out there doing the most, and I'm gonna classify it like that uh-huh. um, down to how society sees it. Right. Sees it. I'm also um, a black business owner. Uh-huh. I am a black visionary. That uh-huh. puts me in a different category because I can see the shit. And now it's time to execute the shit that I see. And I necessarily can't execute the shit that I see because of my skin color. Mm. So we talked about a multitude of things, actually. Um, Being in an industry, Mm -hmm. armor, and and multiple levels. Mm -hmm. Discernment. We're going to take a shot. Yes, we're going to take a shot now that has been getting stale, waiting on us. I'm fucking dead. (laughs) Recharging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how important it is, but what do you do when you're downtown? What do you like to do? Um, I am actually, believe it or not, and you know this now because I probably repeated it like 300 times. I'm actually a loner. Mm-hmm. I prefer being alone. Um, however, there is there are points in time where I want to be around. Um, my friends and I want to go out and I want to kick it. I want to have a good time. Um, 
But then there's times when I just want a good book next to a fire and give me some food. And, you know, every now and again, I look up from the book and then look at the TV and then look back into the book and fall into um, the the world of words, um, which I fell in love with. Um, and I'm going to just go into it because I don't think I told you this um, is I have dyslexia. Hmm. No, you never told me um, And that's actually when me as the person that was trying to find an out for um, that hiccup, I'm not going to call it a handicap, um, that hiccup, um, I fell in love with actually memorizing things um, because that was my way to outshine the other people who could do um, what came natural to them um, versus me um, trying to figure out how to do it and being laughed at when trying to read something in class. Um, there was a few instances where that happened that I can recall as of me being in the grown man body that I'm in. Um, and so um, doing poems and, and, and falling in love with poetry, I started to fall in love with the words, right? And which allowed me to understand the words even more because I was in love with words, uh-huh. um, which fueled me as a writer. Because right? now, but you can't tell me nothing. You don't know uh-huh. unless you know. Um, and oftentimes, um, when even with 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 because there's there's a there's a clause in all of my contracts for me as an actor, um, I need to receive the script. Before you want me to, so that when I can, I can get it done before you want me to do it, so that it's done when you need me to do it. Right. So there's a clause there. Um, and if I don't receive the script and you don't say, well, I need you to be off book by this time, and then it don't happen, but well, did you get it to my people? Did my people get it to me on time? It's in my contract. For sure. Um, I don't necessarily struggle as much, but there are moments um, where, oh, damn, I ain't never shared this before. People, look at the people. Exclusively on JSR. I I don't necessarily struggle as much now, but there are moments where I'm like, okay, well, look, is that... Mm-mm. Well, I may drop an E out, I may miss an I, or move an O over, or move the R over where it wasn't supposed to be. And even as a writer, um, and I shout out to my, my writing team um, for catching my mistakes. This is your time. This is me giving you the glory. I'm talking to my team. This yeah, is me yeah. giving you the glory. <laughs> me giving you the glory because y'all say I don't tell y'all when y'all doing good. Y'all are doing amazing. <laughs> Bitch, we Oscar. We Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, a great accomplishment because you know For sure. there's a lot that goes into uh, the whole Oscar 
And then, like, the back end of who gets to decide what I, you know more than I do. I just know recently, I just know the overview. It seemed like there's a lot of boxes lot. you have to check off. So, you know, to get to that. Uh, so let's, uh, let me talk about, let me talk about that experience just, just momentarily. Um, speaking about the Academy Awards. So, um, I didn't find out that the project that, um, was nominated, nominated, and ended up winning. Wasn't nominated until like mm, two weeks before. Mm. And I, I think you can attest to because we were working on the project. Yes. Um, and we were supposed to be out of town for that project. Yes. And then I told you that oh, there's this Oscars happening. A, by the way, um, but we we're doing this. Well, you don't want to fucking go to that. It's literally, literally, what you said. And I was like, mm, well, you know what the people had told me. I didn't got to be there because of you know all the legalities. Uh-huh. And I mean, inside, I was like, well, you know, just to be down to. The nominations and I can use that for a coin upgrade. Um, that's literally how it went because I'm all about my bag at the end of the day. But literally, I was like, Well, you know, they told me I ain't got to be there, this and this and that. What panned through or what didn't pan through for the project that we were working on? Um, I was like, Okay, what well, damn, I ain't got shit else to do, and then I get the phone call. So, is your stylist available? Mm-hmm. Available for what? What's your, I mean, you got her number, why you didn't call her? Well, because she getting ready to style you for the Oscars. I said, well, huh? You told me it wasn't going. So, I didn't have to be there. Right. Okay, well, this didn't pan out. Because when I book outside of my management team, um, even though they can see my calendar, it's still like, okay, what takes precedence? Is this is this paying just you or just paying us? Right. Um, and so she was like, where you going? I said, okay, well, girl, let me let you know in a couple of hours if that's going to be able to be sufficient. And literally, I said, okay, the next day. Life changed Uh Um, and literally went from not being available to being available to go or being told that you can't go and then being available to go. That's the correct verbiage. Um, And literally, I had the most amazing time there. Um, And even... In the climate and that I had to move in, um, it it it, it kind of sort of made me think um, and second guess when I do certain projects whether or not I need to relinquish certain projects. To, mm-hmm. If you feel a way about your project, don't sell for short term glorification, right? Because what is for you will be for you. Case in point. So, it's a real shit, though. Workshops. Ooh. 
Yes. Uh, we did a, a mock podcast <laughs> interview here at uh, the Business Lounge Dallas. Shout out to them, by the way, for allowing us Come to Ro. have <laughs> Ro Strickland uh, allowing <laughs> us. Get it right for the second time. Get it right for the seventh time. Second. Um, cool. So <laughs> we had a, a mock podcast interview well it was more so it was a it was a mock interview we have these individuals that's going to be they're going to be on the show mm-hmm. and you'll see them yeah we'll see them um, or seasons down the line because we, 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 we ah god Three. damn it Woo, shout out to inebriation station shout out to inebriation station me so <laughs> um these individuals they um they were not actors no, not at all. This, and I speak to actually one individual more specifically. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, That's fact. Not an actor, actress. And uh, you asked her to do something. I did. And, and something very magical happened mm-hmm. when you told her to, to do a a line mm-hmm. from a movie, mm-hmm. right? Because she is a, a movie connoisseur. She, she is. She's a line connoisseur. A line connoisseur. A line from not just movies, but. Yes. Yes, she can do TV shows as well. Right. Um, but she she does a great job. Um, and so you challenged her. I did. You challenged her to. You wanted her to elevate her, um, her line connoisseur ways, <laughs> and convert it into uh, being an actress. Mm-hmm. And you know, we saw the dichotomy, the the mm-hmm. struggles that she had with it because she went from like, oh, I know the line, but I'm not an actress, mm-hmm. and you were able to bridge that gap. And so during that moment, let's talk through that moment. What was going through your head? Like, because I know that you, that an idea was birthed from that process. Cause you are a visionary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, walk through that moment. And what idea did you come up with during that moment? That said, you know what? I can reach people in a different way. So to answer that question directly, there is a workshop that's brewing um, that will be held here at the business lounge. Dallas. Um, one that is going to happen because I don't know. But just stay tuned down to the Insta and the Gram, um, and it will be disclosed then. Um, but at that particular moment, what I felt as I was helping um, my fellow human being, I realized that you are already doing the work. Right. You're already doing the work. Well, let's 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 explore from a different lens. Right? If you're already doing it, why aren't you doing it? Move in the areas that make white for you. Let me repeat that. Move in the way that makes way for you. Mm-hmm. You be thinking big, bitch. That part. <laughs> so think big, bitch. Um and I use bitch lightly. Um, but at the same time, it was like she had not thought about not being an actress. And, and and you can attest to this. There was like a little light switch that came on. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, you're fucking right. Why the fuck am I not? 
What does that do to you in those moments when people have that light bulb moment, when you're able to guide them to to their purpose or essentially like you in that night during that moment, you helped her find a new purpose. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? What does it do oh, for what me? What did it do? Because I don't it, know if that it, was the first time that happened to it, you. It, it's not because oh, as a director, it happens often. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So um, it gave me in that moment because... I was able to give her vision through a different lens. Mm-hmm. So it was like she was seeing, it was a little fuzzy, right? So we Got put some glasses. So so we put some glasses on her. And now she can see. Mm-hmm. So I was able to help her see that, well look, shit, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can fucking do this. And I'm going to have to put the work in because as an actor, you definitely have to put the fucking work in because you can't just be an actor. Um, And I'm just going (laughs) to, I got to throw you on the bus. (laughs) So um, just yesterday we were uh, taping your promo, right? Project SR Media. Yes, our media. We were. And um, there were lines that you had to say when we were filming your your promo. Right? And there were instances where you nailed it. First take. And me, as well as our cinema cinematographer. Shout out to Inebriation Station. <laughs> um, anytime that there is a stumble in words, it's Inebriation Station spot. You can stumble your way back towards Inebriation Station. Right. <laughs> um, we definitely was like, okay, now let's do it again. That was good. But I feel like what we pitch and held you was 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 with us telling you that it was good instead of saying doing it again right um and it's kind of sort of like maybe a, it's a different conversation mm. I feel manipulated <laughs> sure go with that he gave consent <laughs> I have no words <laughs> it's all on camera it's great <laughs> it won't make it Executive team says it will. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. What was the question? <laughs> How do you feel in those moments? How do I feel in those moments? So, in those moments, as um, a person that's able to usher someone into understanding who they are or can be. It's almost how I felt when my children was born. Mm. Because it's new life that's coming. Mm. Um, and I'm helping. I helped. I created them, right? And so in that moment, I'm creating a little something for them. Mm-hmm. Then, and when it's born, down to the, the, the greatest self, and be like, yep. And be over there in the corner. Yep. I had something to do with that. It's cool. So, in all. Just great. And as far as wording purposes, you felt like a, a proud dad in the sense of. Yes. Uh, being in the, the actor realm as a producer, seeing talent develop literally on set. For sure. By unlocking. The greatest self. 
their their self, mm-hmm. taking them to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so you t- you find joy and solace Absolute in those moments. Absolutely. And you consider do you can you ah, do you consider yourself an Shout industry? Yeah. <laughs> do you consider yourself an industry professor uh, mentor? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Wholeheartedly. Well, aside from the fact that, you know, your, your son is a, a child prodigy in itself. Yes. Uh, getting various deals from various networks. Shout out to more. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's that's really amazing. You know, one of my, my mantras is uh, paying it for it. Yes. Um, and so being able to, to humble yourself to you find talent in places that you would never expect it. Exactly. And literally the individual that we were speaking of, they came here for another event. Mm-hmm. Um just full of energy and we just start shooting the shit. And y'all, y'all were shooting the shit. No, it wasn't just cuz it, it it blossomed down to a conversation that she was having with you. Mm, yes. Um and then that led into Oh, let's see what if you can name this line mm-hmm. from this project. Um, and it literally was like, it was like, um, I've struck the lucky pot of gold. <laughs> For me, it was like, literally, look, this baby has something. Let me see if she's going to be able to. And for the for the most part, before she was like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, you can. You can do anything you put your mind to. Right. And you can do any fucking thing you put your mind to. Um, you just have to get outside of self and realize that your mind is big. However, the world is much bigger. Uh-huh. So get outside of that and step into your greatness. Walk into it because you can. Once you get outside of that, you can... It's the fucking universe. Have y'all seen the universe? It's fucking big. It's I don't think endless. Anyone, I don't think anyone's seen the entire universe. I mean, I ain't seen the entire universe, but I see what they put down to the down to the the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity, shout out. Mm. Okay, so um, we uh, we we definitely want to um, see those workshops. Uh, they are they definitely to, in do, progress. I'm just to. waiting to see when it's going to happen, mate. Okay. Yes. And um, speaking of monologues. Oh Lord, no, it's not monologue. It's a dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, you did one uh, with uh, in front of the MTS network on last I did. Wednesday. I did, and um, it was um, it wasn't something that was expected. And I think wasn't. that was uh, thus. And you can attest to this, you know, because I'm, I'm a, a junior actor. A junior, oh lord. <laughs> um, you can attest to this. Like sometimes you just have to be able to um, mm-hmm. be on your p's and q's. For sure. Uh, any moment, you don't ever know who's in the room or who's right. going to need that talent at right. that moment. For sure. And so Definitely. that's what happened on Talent Wednesdays, uh, the Wednesday kickbacks uh, at Tucci's in Arlington, sponsored by the MTS Network. And so sure. uh, make sure you uh, join us on one of the various themed Wednesdays. For sure. Um, Tune in. <laughs> so during, during that moment, 
um, again, challenging you as an actor. Well, well may not have done. Did it challenge you with, um, when you were called for duty? So, because we all received that call, right? Because we all of the staff members was pulled to the side. It was like, well, this is the situation, right? We got to do this. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, but she really don't feel like doing this. Um, however, you are a part of this show and so to keep the show moving because the the rule of thumb in showbiz the show must go on on. you may be sick as long as you have um, the Kobe show (laughs) and the diary show (laughs) you good to fucking go so the show (laughs) will go on Um, so literally we're standing there in you know the briefing or whatever and I'm like okay well shit this is what the people are telling is going to happen we got to figure out what the fuck is going to happen all right all right. And I said then, I was like, at last resort, I will do. And I tapped in even after concluding from a little huddle. Hut. We, 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 we moved forward and we got through. And then I was like, okay, well, do I need to? Yes, you do. And I'm literally, I'm still, because I'm a judge um, for this particular show, right? So I'm literally sitting there and I'm judging and I'm literally shelling off um, my clothes um, or, or accessories or whatever and taking my glasses off because I had glasses on at that particular time. I'm literally because I got, okay, you finna do this? Literally. I'm literally shelling off um, because I am, I am an actor who fully submerges himself um, into the role. Um, And even though it was just a monologue for a brief moment, thrown on the spot, not even an hour um, before it happened, I'm going to fully submerge myself into it. And so I literally, with the exception of removing my bottoms, was (laughs) naked for me um, and beyond my comfort level as RJ. Uh, excuse me, as Ricky. But RJ, the performer, the actor, and entertainer, was like, you know what, bitch, you got to do this job. You had to do the job. The people done told you what it was, so you got to do it. Cool. And literally, I do not motherfucking walk barefoot. Not even in my own motherfucking house. No, not at all. I walked in the establishment that we were in barefoot after getting because I had on a hat I had on glasses um, I had on a a shirt and on a jacket and all the things I came out of the things long and short I literally stripped down for the row and stepped into it so yes you did and you did an amazing job so shout out to you going down to the MTS now right you guys can see the video Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, Black Planet, all these Twitter, OnlyFans, it's great. They're gonna kick my ass. They're gonna kick both our ass, both our ass <laughs> when it's airs. Um, well, um, RJ, we've definitely had and we've definitely enjoyed you for coming on the show. Being the EP, we're gonna give you another round of applause. Uh, being the EP for the show. 
allowing uh, just the voices from the guests that's been in, on the show mm-hmm. to uh, be able to um, speak to, in a way that, you know, is an expression of themselves. For sure. Right. And so you help aid in that process. So we definitely appreciate you. Uh, sure. But before we depart, how can people follow you? How can they find you, child? You can follow me on Instagram, Instagram only, because all the other pages are private. Um, it's going to be O F F I C. A-L-R-G-A-Y. I'm going to spell it again. Ooh, shout out to inebriation. Official RJ. No, because because official is spelled with two I's, and there's not two I's in official RJ. Ooh, I didn't even know that. I just found it. I halfway typed in and came up. You must be popular. my picture. You must be popular. Okay, okay no, the Lord is good. And great little praise. Um, down, to the, down to the, <laughs> down to the TikTok is RJ the actor. And then to TikTok. Shout out to y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you for coming on. For sure. And, uh, of course, he will be in the background. And you'll hear him as the voice on the other podcast. The as voice. he'll be mic'd up. And opinionated and have yes, questions bro. as uh, have questions for the guests <laughs> well after the show even even ends officially. So uh we'll definitely again appreciate you for coming on. Sure. And that marks the end of this podcast. You guys tune in to the next episode and we'll see you guys later. Shout out to you. All right, love bug. Well, you see now on the internet. No, I was listening to Jigga said. Oh, I've been listening to every show, keeping me on in the known Jigga Radio. What you see now on the internet? No, I was listening to Jigga Set. Oh, I've been listening to every show, keeping me on in the known Jigga Radio.